Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Davida Shensky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, The First or the High Worst Business Mistakes Exposed. And why are we talking about business mistakes? Because starting a business is not easy, and when you make mistakes, you're going to fail. The idea here is to teach you how not to make those mistakes and how, as an entrepreneur, to do the right thing. A while back, I spent a fantastic week in Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey visiting family. The trip was really great, and not only did I get to spend time with my sister, my mom, before she passed away, and nieces, but also I got to meet my brand new great nephew and see my beautiful two-year-old great niece. Plus, all the landscapes we visited were green, lush, absolutely gorgeous, all the while living my blended lifestyle and my business did not miss a beat. This is why you need to have an online business. And even if you have a brick and mortar store, you also need to have an online e-commerce business. Why is that? Because your e-commerce business is open 24-7. And it runs without you're constantly being there to see how it goes because many of the things you do become automated just simply by going in and setting up your autoresponder to send out your emails the month ahead of time. I have to say, seeing my family was awesome. But I had an extremely unexpected surprise as well. You see, one day while I was taking a long walk, I came across a beautiful antique shop. Being an amateur collector, I needed to stop and take a look around. But when I got to the door where the shop hours were posted, I noticed they were closed on Sundays. As I was about to leave, A woman came by and asked me if she could help me. I told her I had wanted to look around, but understood they were closed. Well, she immediately said she would get her husband to open up the shop. Just a moment or two later, an older gentleman had the doors opened for me. Well, I spent almost an hour in the shop not looking around as much 
is talking to Mr. Pickett, the business owner. He talked about everything from business to kids to tennis. You see, the shop was on his magnificent property, and I immediately noticed a tennis court behind his house. And at almost 90, he plays tennis several times a day. He told me he started his business 52 years ago with $1,500. And back today, and for the last 30 years, he has the number one fine, authenticated American antique business in the country. His old-fashioned values made him what he is today. And in 52 years, he has never had a piece of furniture returned. As I was leaving, he invited me to return with my family and to play tennis whenever I'm back in town. That evening, I thought, what a different state commerce would be in today if everyone had the old-fashioned values Mr. Pickett lived by. It made me sad to think of the terrible mistakes entrepreneurs make today. Unfortunately, my list is very long, but today I will share what I believe to be the five worst business mistakes entrepreneurs make. And before I actually get into that, here's the thing. If you look back over 100 years ago, when the Europeans first came to the United States, many of them brought their work ethic with them. And as the corporation started to grow, the employee was faithful to the employer, and the employer was faithful to the employee. Here's the difference. Today, there is no respect. The employee does not give their all. And there's a story that my mother always told about Uncle Barney, and this really plays into what we're talking about today, because Uncle Barney, when they first came to this country and they settled in New York City, he worked as a janitor in the building to support his family. But he went to work for the steel mill, and he was willing to work for free until the owner was able to pay him a salary. And because he was loyal to the owner, then when the owner passed away, it was in his will that his sons could not fire Uncle Barney. They had to let him work until he was ready to retire. And Uncle Barney worked until his 70s, and he lived to be 99. So as you can see, it's how you treat people. If you give good customer service, you will get repeat customers. But if you mistreat your customers, then don't expect them to come back and want to purchase from you again. So they don't 
have a mentor. Everyone at every stage of business needs a mentor. Yet so many do it alone. Even when I asked Mr. Puppet how he propelled his business, he replied that he always had someone by his side that knew more than he did. If you do not have someone you can trust, someone who has a respectable track record in building businesses, you are leaving money on the table. And frankly, that is one of the reasons I am reopening Inbox Empire for the fall session because I see so many entrepreneurs trying to start or grow their businesses on their own. Here's the thing, and this is why affiliate marketing works so well. Simple reason that you are not in business alone, even in multi-level marketing, where you're recruited, that you have a support team at your back and call that can help you, that can teach you what you need to know. And for many entrepreneurs today in an industry and a niche, the best way to know your industry is this. And be aware that what we're talking about here is that when you start a business, even a brick-and-mortar store, there are organizations like SCORE where you can go and get someone who has retired from the industry and knows that industry inside out, and they can teach you everything you need to know about that business and that industry, which can help you get from where you are today to where you want to be in the future. Always remember this. You have to have a plan. The problem is, too many times, people will go and open up a business, even an online business, and they have no plan. So many times, I'm on Quora, and I will see people that ask questions about Shopify or certain platforms where if you go to your support team in that company, they can give you the answer. They can give you the guidance. And many of them even have online webinars where they can teach you how to use their platform. If you are not willing to put the time in and the effort in to grow your business and you're just going to sit there and ask questions about something on a platform that there may not be anyone on that platform that has any idea what goes on, then how can you expect to learn something and to be better at what you're doing? They do not have a mission statement and core values. If you do not have a mission statement, then you can share with your employees, colleagues, vendors, you are leaving money on the table. Your mission statement describes your why. 
Why are you in business? And if this is not apparent, you are not functioning at 100%. Your core values describe your how, how you operate your business. And everyone in your business needs to know how you operate under the same value system. This is so important. And please look out for an entire issue dedicated to this in the months and the next couple of weeks. Here is what you need to understand. A mission statement is your action plan of what you are going to do. Have you ever noticed when you walk into a cleaning business or any business where it's their main office, there is a mission statement on the wall so that you know exactly what to expect from them. And this is the biggest thing that I noticed, that people will start a business without a business plan. And there's been people on Quora who have asked, why is it important to have a business plan? Now, a business plan, or they will even ask about whether or not they can get investors. Well, investors are going to look at your business plan. And why are they going to look at your business plan? First of all, it's not based on emotion or whether or not they believe in you. Just go look at shop type. Watch how those investors will question the people who come forth and then bid on whether or not to invest in their business. And why are they doing that? Because they want to make sure that that company is going to succeed, that they're not throwing money down the toilet. So your mission statement is what they look at, and they determine whether or not it's worth investing in what you have to offer. So always think about that, that when you are planning a business, put together a business plan. Have a financial statement because, first of all, if you want me to invest in your business, I need to know how much you invested in your business and how successful you were in taking that money and incorporating it into your business and bringing back a return because there are companies that need a big infusion of funds to really take their business from where they are now to where they want to be in 5, 10, even 15 years from now. But if you are not willing to invest your time and your effort into doing this, then why should I invest in you? And that business plan literally lays out what you plan to do. And not only that, but it tells them who on your staff is in your business and their expertise in helping you get your business to be very successful. So always remember that it's up to you to determine how successful 
you want your business to be. But one thing about that mission statement or that business plan is it also is your guidepost of what you need to do to take your business and move forward. They keep bad employees. This is really something that we really need to look at. And here's something that I have a friend that she works in the nonprofit industry, and she recently got a job with a company that's a nonprofit, and there were employees that had been there from the inception of the nonprofit, and they were more about how they were going to take care of themselves and not give back and help the nonprofit move forward. So that what's happening is she's had to take and let go of those people. And to do so, she's had to figure out how she could do it in a way that was beneficial to the organization so that it did not reflect badly on that. And she had the approval of her boy. And it, it was a bad time to have to do it around the holiday season but she understood that this was something that she had to do to get the the nonprofit organization to the next level because these two people were holding it back. Unfortunately, many entrepreneurs have a hard time firing employees, but keeping a glad employee is like spreading a disease. Every time you prolong firing a bad apple, you are destroying good employees. Nothing ruins a good employees faster than watching a bad employee be rewarded. And here's the thing. Going back to the nonprofit that my friend works with, she has hired someone since she got the position of executive director, and that woman was doing a good job and was at a point where, because of the other two employees, she was ready to walk. Therefore, you need to be aware of what you're doing, and you need to be aware that when you have bad employees, they will constantly sit at the water cooler, and they will constantly say negative things about the company or about your products or whatever, and it's up to you to decide whether or not you want that to reflect on where you're coming from or whether or not you are looking to create an environment where your employees are constantly looking to come to work. If you look at Google and some of the big companies, when they started, they created an environment that, and especially if you understand that many of these people who work there were geeks to begin with, they created the environment that those people look forward to having. It was very informal because they 
things grow because of that. They hire too fast. I see this all the time. Entrepreneurs need someone to help out, so they hire fast, and most of the time, it is the wrong person. Before you hire anyone, make sure that you know the kind of person that you want and whether that person has the experience you want. Take time to discuss this process with your mentor before you hire. By speaking to someone, it forces you to be clear on exactly what you need. This is a problem that many people who have businesses in multi-level marketing companies because, first of all, what's your niche and who are you serving with those products? Then, you want people who have an interest. And for many multi-level marketing companies, I've seen where they train their recruits to talk to anyone within three feet of them. Well, let's put it this way. If you are in a company selling health care, but you talk to someone that's within three feet of you who is overweight and takes no pride, then why would you approach them without becoming a distributor with a company that offers health and wellness? And you need to look for people who have an interest in your industry to begin with. And that's one of the reasons that so many people fail today in multi-level marketing because they're not trained right. And you need to consider many of those factors when you're looking at growing your business. And let's put it this way. If you're in the retail business and you're hiring someone to sell, if that person does not have the personality to sell, then, or they don't know how to close, then you need to offer them training to make sure that they are successful. And that takes time. Therefore, if you think about it, in a brick-and-mortar store, when before you even open the doors, you need a cash overhead of anywhere from $250,000 to $500,000. Why? Because it's not just paying the overhead on the rental space. It's paying the electricity. It's taking the time to put ads in the paper for people to hire, it's taking the time to interview them, and maybe have an interview process where they come back two to three or maybe four times before you decide whether or not to hire them, then once you hire them, you have to train them in how to treat your customers when they come in because it's all about good customer service. They do not follow through. This encompasses everything from product development to marketing to business relations. I cannot tell you how many times 
I either collaborate on a project, be a guest on a teleseminar, or interview me for podcasts. And I agree to help or collaborate. And then they do not follow through. Truth be told, this used to happen more when I first started out in business. Now I have a screening process, so I do not waste my time. But it's still a mystery to me as to why someone would do this. Not only are they wasting everyone's time, they are destroying relationship equity. The opportunity is lost forever. Finding the right mentor is one of the most important things that you will ever do in business. And I will only work with passionate action takers who are serious about growing or starting a business. And these are some of the things that you need to consider. Who you are looking at. And think about this. It's all about mentoring the right people at the right time. And if you do not follow through on your business and do what you need to do, then think about it. And here's, but you always need to make sure that you get the right mentor in your business and always consider how successful they are at the skills that you want to learn. Because if you have someone who's the right person, guess what? It will put you in your best position possible to learn everything that you need to learn to grow your business in the right direction. Now, think about it. There are different ways that you can multipurpose one product within your business and take that and create an income for yourself. But you need to understand and learn how to follow through. And if that means getting a mentor that will hold you accountable to do the things that you say you want to do, then you need that. Now, when I go to the gym, I have been exercising for over 30 years. And because I have a disability, it makes me understand and motivate myself to do the exercises that can help benefit me the most. And I see people who constantly work with a personal trainer. Why? Because they don't know how to motivate themselves on their own to keep doing what they need to do. At first, you know, you go to the trainer because he shows you how to do those things correctly, and then you 
follow through and you pull all that together and you do all these things on your own. But here's the kicker. If you don't have the follow through to do those things on your own, then you need to work with a personal trainer because they keep you on track to do the things that you need to do. Now, the last thing I'm going to say is I happen to, because I have cerebral palsy and because my muscles contract and tighten up, about or a little over two years ago when I went behind the clinic for, to get compression stockings, she had a walk-on brace there. And as a child, I had had the old iron brace with the spring in it because my foot drops and I have no control over that. Then what happened was one, I replaced it with the walk-on, I also got a splint for my hand. And after two years, the metal wore out. And I talked to someone and he encouraged me to go replace my hand rice so that I had, it had the best benefit for me. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personal career. <laughs>